0: This week's episode of Cape Crisis is brought to you by Omakase, the curated anime merchandise box set that you can get by going to tinyurl.com/laseranime. We could be heroes, oh, wow. and this is Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast on the Laser Time Network. Uh, it's hosted by me, H E N E R E Y G, on Twitter. That's Henry Gilbert, long ways. Hi. Did
1: we not want to break out Brett's sound effect for We Can Be Heroes this week? Is it inappropriate?
0: Uh, we uh, can be heroes. Oh, I don't have that. One.
1: Were you making fun of Bowie or Jacob Dylan?
0: Dylan. Okay. And I'm talking about <laughs> Brett Else, That's Brett Elston being talked <laughs> I, about there. Uh, follow me at just
2: uh, Brelston on Twitter.
0: And we're also here Look with... how fast that was. With a uh, regular old coast K. Rissantista. K. Rissantista. Dun, 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 dun.
1: Smoothing you into your comic
0: book sounds. So I did find... I found a good repository of 60s Spider-Man music. Yeah. That That's I, uh, probably where I took it from. I, yeah, I, I need to sample... <laughs> I'm saying I need to sample some more of it. There's I tons of it, it on there. YouTube. Yeah, but there's just those three really good. You notice
1: ones. how one has the word seven it has the numeric 7 and 8 afterwards? No, there, yeah. there are others. There are
0: others. Just not on the board. Oh, I see. see. Not on the board. Well, anyway, That brief intro is just, yeah, R.I.P. David Bowie. I've talked about it on like eight other things. Yeah, uh, Video Game
1: Apocalypse, the first segment, was taken over by Bowie-influenced games, including the still-alive Bowie world, the virtual reality Bowie world you can still go into.
0: Wowie, wow, wow, Bowie. I mean, he had a big influence on comic books, too. Mm-hmm. Other than just, I guess, the way he... he w- created the action man.
1: <laughs> the
0: way he looks, the way he <laughs> looks is... Uh, his many personas were very, like, comic booky in a way. Mm-hmm. Or sci-fi influence. But the way it was reflected back on comics, is off the top of my head. The show Venture Brothers, he was he was a recurring character in yeah. it. And as were his yeah. other friends, too. On top of that, there were... The Wicked and Divine right now mm-hmm. is all about Bowie. Like, it's a bunch of Bowie-influenced children. Really? Well, it's like, they're not saying, I'm David Bowie or whatever. Yeah, but, but they're all rock
1: stars. Like, they're all rock, rock, stars. rock stars in
0: the style of David Bowie. Mm-hmm. And even in the first issue, somebody calls their characters, the the musicians in it, a bunch of kids who watch too much David Bowie, mm-hmm. like that. And, and then also, I had read that David Bowie almost was going to have a role in Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the sequel, and... Uh, <sighs> Yeah, did not uh also I forgot he was in Twin Peaks, which uh the T V movie, right? Yeah, yeah, so I mean I don't know, and he would he have been in the reboot well not the reboot, the re I don't hurt. know
1: enough about Twin Peaks. that T V movies a prequel? Mm-hmm. Or there is... One of them is a prequel? It is a prequel. Fire with Me is a prequel. Or one doesn't have, have the rights, so... I don't, I don't know. It's,
0: yeah, yeah, it's true. And also, uh, one other comic book one I forgot about was comic writer and now prose writer and fiction writer, Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. He worked with my generation's character designer for Final Fantasy, Yoshitaka Amino, mm-hmm. And those two worked together on a couple things. One of them being this tribute to Bowie like, really? written mm-hmm. by... Just prose by Gaiman art by Amino, and wow. it's amazing it's really cool. looking. Wake like, it up, guys. When When was this? Uh, I, I, you know, I actually can't remember the time on it. It was, uh, let me pull up this story about it. It seems it
2: like a news segment, Henry.
0: Uh, 2004. 2004 was a short story. Ahead of the curve, that Morning That followed Bowie. sci-fi versions of Bowie and his wife, Amon around future New York City, a future he will not come to see. Bummer. Um, most oh. of us won't come to so, see. If there's one yeah. flying
1: car in there. Uh, all right.
0: Well, let's talk, though.
1: That's not driven by Vin Diesel on a set of Fast 8. By See, the way, that's, I'm predicting that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they do have to eventually
2: have a flying Hover car. cars in Fast 8. I mean, appearing. his car,
0: basically, the car that... that Start the new year. <laughs> at new Nissan. During Nissan's 20th <laughs> Man, we just talk
2: <laughs> about cars. and That's out- an
0: autoplay ad on the Amino thing. I, I didn't... Man, fuck you, comic book resources! And your ad for ruining this. <laughs> Anyways, I was saying that car that Vin Diesel <laughs> drives past a helicopter basically flew at the end of Oh, uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. What is here and there is part on, of our format change for the new year. Yeah, it's uh, in case you're just joining us. Uh, this is the weekly comic book podcast on Laser Time, where we talk about all, all new, the events, all different. in different world of comics, <laughs> and as part of being all new and all different. We now start off with a biography of a certain hero that we like to call the Superhero Spotlight.
3: Select your hero.
0: And this one... Well, why don't I let his theme song speak for him? Hi. Uh, this
2: is so embarrassing. It's just terrible. You are
3: amazing.
2: <laughs> oh, this is you the best part. Fight,
0: fight everything. Yes,
3: <laughs>
0: uh here's also gonna be a chomp and the question. I
1: think I love you, Swampin'!
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Fight for All right, All
3: right yeah.
2: just just, just, I just love that chop chop. Just like Alan Moore intended. You,
0: <laughs> well, Len Wiseman, I believe. So yeah, let's go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was that was the Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is this week's Super spotlight mm-hmm. because he is he has a new book coming out. I'm gonna have to read this. And in 1991, that was his animated series opening, 91. but which
2: is from an era when so many things ostensibly made for adults. Mm. I don't even think intentionally targeted to kids, but. Once monsters and sci-fi things became the rated R or adult entertainment, mm-hmm. it, it, of course a kid is going to want to like so when there I there were it. alien toys, predator toys. Oh, like, well, you want to get into oh, the toys? Well, I, yeah, the toys. I had so many Swamp Thing toys. Uh, I, don't, were,
0: I don't know why I was so into the, this, the, but I was. That, that animated series from 1991. I felt it feels like now the last gasp of yeah. He Man era animation. And yeah, it's really just bad. a year later, Batman yeah. and X Men would premiere. That was a whole new era of I'm
1: superhero cartoon. Uh, much better. Oh, sorry, much Batman's better. great. Batman's great. <laughs> X Men is that,
0: less shitty. That animated series only lasted five episodes, but it's um, not good. No. It had two runs of toys that included. Bio Bio Glow. Bioglow swamp thing. Camouflage swamp thing. I had that one. And vehicles <laughs> Vehicles such as the Bayou Blaster oh, no. and the Bog the- Rover. I had the Bayou Blaster. Wow. I that's, was so into this.
1: Did it just out of curiosity, did it look gas powered? Because that's that, <laughs> that seems uh, very But what was cool
2: about the toys is unlike the Batman toys, yeah. where it was like clearly the same mold just repainted, mm-hmm. these swamp things look completely different. Okay. Like the camouflage one is a different complete makeup. It's he looks more tree yeah. like made out of branches and stuff, and then the the bio one is different. And then there's one where his arm is attached to a string.
0: Oh yeah, it's like stretch so, arm, like or, snare like, arm, snare or something. arm. That was, it. I think yeah. that is it. Yeah, that was, and it had its own video game from THQ back in I never 1991. Did play that. But mm-hmm. but let's go back to 1971, which is when Swamp Thing sort of first appeared. So all oh, the way back, <laughs> he was created by Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson. Uh, it was the artist back in 1971 for the comic. House of Secrets. It was House of Secrets ninety two. Lynn Wine ought to do more writing unless it, Wine it in the early seventies. No. <laughs> in the early seventies, just across all culture, there was this new boom of horror. Yeah. Like horror horror of the fifties cycled back around. You saw it in you, you saw it in the films again, like the Hammer Films Dracula mm-hmm. or Blackula. Both
1: DC and Marvel introduced Dracula and Frankenstein yeah, into and their werewolves. comic pages. And it was
0: partially mm-hmm. due to the Comics Code Authority lightening up its restrictions on horror books too. Which it- had <laughs> killed. EC years earlier, and I got a weird
1: science from, for Christmas. Thank and you, I also lady.
0: think it was guys of Len Wein's age mm-hmm. who were in their twenties then. They'd grown up yeah. on EC comics, and were now finally expressing that love in the books. Which they is were weird because the '90s and '00s mm-hmm. werewolves,
2: vampires, and all that was not cool. Mm-hmm. And not then, as cool as it should have been, and then twenty, yeah, not as cool as it should have been, and then after twenty ten, all the well, supernatural... they're all
0: sexy and young now. Yeah. I the, What is the new era of vampires? Twilight they, feels old. They, the people, the, sure. the
1: kids of the fifties and sixties grew up watching those Universal horror movies, yeah. which like I, I, my, my mother was kind of into that. And my father was, so I, ca- I, caught the tail, the tail end of that trend, and I love it so much.
0: So they created a Swamp Thing in July 1971, the House of Secrets book, Mm -hmm. but it was a one-off story Mm -hmm. about a dude in the early 20th century that didn't, when they decided to make it a full series, they're like, well, this can't take place in 1917 or whatever. We have to. It's boring. It's got to be current. So then they did it again with Swamp Thing number one, October of 1972, again, Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson doing the art. Bernie stuck around for the first 10 issues, and that's where they introduced the swamp thing origin we all know. Scientist Alec Holland mm-hmm. uh, was working on a bunch of chemicals for, for plants in, in, the the in the swamp. In the swamp. And then an evil guy <laughs> named uh, like Al- Alcon or Kane came in and killed his wife, blew up his... Set it on fire, and while covered in fires and chemicals, Alakoln falls into the swamp, and um, out emerges the swamp thing—a man made of plant life. <laughs> I can't remember if the cartoon
2: uh, actually mentions to explain all that. Like where uh, the where... opening
0: does show. I don't know how. Directly I, they I can talk about His death The movie death, the show but,
1: does
2: Yeah
0: Yeah But they in the cartoon they It's almost like In the Robocop cartoon They're right. like Oh he did get shot uh, l- Let's just skip over that Now he's Robocop <laughs> Buy the toys And that's pretty much I think how the cartoon I think, I think deals what, The cartoons For shows like
1: that Operate is They let the movie Tell the hard The hard yeah, origin yeah, story totally. And then they just They don't talk about it ever
0: yeah. Like oh I guess Batman's were murdered or something anyway hey uh so yeah that was the swamp thing who would go on these dank and grungy adventures Mm -hmm. fighting other so he was searching for dank nugs
4: (laughs) he was was searching for his
0: humanity again he wanted to become alec holland again Mm -hmm. and this was a fact i didn't find out until reading the wikipedia page Mm -hmm. that i thought man thing was a ripoff of swamp thing man thing predates swamp thing by a year and this this is a interesting tidbit from and the way all page. of it
1: is predated by the uh, creature from the black lagoon.
0: Well, yeah, it's not. None of them are. <laughs> nothing's original. And Shot in my been hometown, done well, uh, just outside my hometown. but that's a fish man, not a plant man. Yeah, so, but it's
1: like to capture the imagination like that. It's also one of the only 3D Universal horror movies. That movie was a sensation. Uh, judging by my biased trips back home, where there's a lot of merchandise for it. So
0: Roy Thomas mm-hmm. and Gary Conway created, co-created Man Thing for Marvel Comics a year and a half earlier. They thought the origin was too similar to their character, and uh, Wine had even written a Swamp thing, a man thing story uh, before he published that Swamp Thing book. Mm-hmm. And yet Len Wine refused to change the origin's tale despite cajoling from Conway, who was his roommate at the time. <laughs> Which I that's something that's kind of forgotten that like a comic writer in the seventies it was kind of a full time job, but you were like a professional dweeb who had to live with other dweebs to pay for your rent. I yeah, wonder so, what that's like. <laughs> who knows? Anyway, let yeah.
1: me get some water from my kitchen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, yeah. This... They wiped this uh, off of my vi- Tecmo video game shirt. So Len Wein, you know, worked for about a decade on <laughs> all these. Not, wait, not even Tecmo. Taito. Taito. <laughs> Len Wein worked for Yo, a decade Taito. on all these classic-style Swamp Thing horror stories. And it kind of petered out, like, by it's the like 80s. Only 12... No, this, there's very few original Swamp, Swamp Thing issues. Th- it didn't last a long time. And then, come 1982... Les Craven makes the RIP uh, a- uh, RIP action film
1: is the is the person I think we can credit with bringing swamp thing into everybody's collective consciousness yeah, cuz he remembered these this short-lived series it had not been published in like 10 20 years yeah, about is, ten is years. It, but, yeah. yeah. But like people, people didn't want to make superhero movies at that point because they seemed too expensive. But mm-hmm. then there's like, oh, this guy remembers this 12-issue run of Swamp Thing uh, and wants to make a movie out of it. it. And I think this, in a weird way, kicks, like, reignited DC's interest in like creating shows and films for itself. Yeah,
0: it's one of those funny things that Swamp Thing has oh, much more live-action material made of him than, say, Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah. That he's had two films, but, a three-season like, television series, so and a course. forgotten. Two movies. Yeah, two movies one in 1982 mm-hmm. uh, was the first one starred Dick Drock as the uh, <laughs> he played Swamp Thing and he, he Dick was Dick Drock make it pop he was before that a professional stuntman who was mm-hmm. hired just because like oh you can be a giant who will will put in a bunch of garbage and then throw around Dick Drock you don't stunt. and then in it 1987 plays,
1: oh, it, it just also plays in a very personal fun time in my life when they were like Disney and Universal were very much trying to push Orlando as a shooting as location, as the alternate here. Hollywood. We're Orlando. Gonna, yeah, we're going to animate Milan here in, in Orlando. You can see us doing it. We're going to film all these movies that are beloved, like Problem Child 2. Hello. Uh, but, but but Swamp Thing, because of the nature of where it took place, I think that's why they chose to go forward to Swamp Thing, because it was being filmed like an hour away from Orlando in the legitimate swamp. Yeah,
0: and that <laughs> maybe is why they, even though the first film was not a success, they make the 1989 sequel, which was way worse because mm-hmm. the new director was like, yeah. let's just make it campy and silly, and and have like was there's that, a if you look at the look poster for Thing it, now? Mm-hmm. Swamp Thing is carrying Heather Locklear, who's his love interest in it, <laughs> and she has a, like a thought balloon on it that is like she's <laughs> making a funny face, like. Can you believe this? I'm, with a I'm not queen. even supposed to be here today. <laughs> uh, the, then it that led directly to a sequel TV show that was on USA. But played by the same guy. Same day, Dick mm-hmm. came back and even and that it got back to the dark sensibility. Oh. Okay, but let's go back to 82. So 82, there's a movie coming out and I think DC realized... Oh, we should have a comic book around this yes, time. Yes,
1: there's a movie coming out starring one of our characters, and we don't have a comic coming out. And so, what's wrong with us? And
0: Len Wein is the editor in chief of it, though he's not, he's the editor of the book, but he's not writing it. Mm-hmm. After 20 issues or after 19 issues, they're like, "This needs a, This needs something more interesting to happen." We're entering 1984. Who should we give this to? Well, new editor Karen Berger suggests this mm-hmm. British guy who completely remade Miracle Man in in the UK. A young man named Alan Moore. So it is crazy
1: to think of him getting a start on a movie promotional comic yes. and making it <laughs> was insanely, one nobody wanted. Like yeah, it's it's so cool though.
0: So that leads to February 1984's Anatomy Lesson, single issue uh, issue 21 as it was though. Actually, Moore took over the book one issue before. It just didn't get yes. collected as much, just because he had to. It In is that a new issue. Collection. He just blows up everything. Yeah, he's like, nothing like. All that shit that happened, fine, it happened. Yeah, but let's it's move kind on. of a
1: close. It's a close of the story that was previously happening, and that's where it is collected in the new hardbound yeah, uh, volumes that I, I mean, have. Because
0: you need that col- you need that completeness. So mm-hmm. the Alan Ward and Karen... under Karen Berger's editorial work blew it up like he, and mm-hmm. it's where he completely it changed comics. Honestly, yeah. like it is the beginning. It's where you can see the start of Grim and Gritty, at least in mainstream books. Mm-hmm. It is the touch point for the beginning of Vertigo Comics, and mm-hmm. mature Comics published by a major uh, place, and it is a very serious deconstruction, like yeah. in an 80s-style analytical deconstruction of what a superhero is, with this simple thing. Alec Holland was never Swamp Thing. Yes. He died, and he, a he bunch was, of plants thought they were him. The plants
1: and swamp-based bacteria consumed him, and, and its a, I forget what it's called, but it's based on a real bacteria that does eat the things and, like, inherit its instinct well, and memories. Yeah,
0: it, I think it was, like, a test that a worm did a maze, and then they fed, yeah. Then the worm ate the... A worm yeah, was I eaten by take, another yeah, worm. Yeah, I forget which it.
2: type of worm it was, man. And so, yeah, it was the same but this thing. This is genetic adapt, genetic memory. Man.
0: Adapt, yeah, but that's how things adapt in the swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was how... I know how... Uh, it was this amazing so it's, it's sci-fi it. trick. Yeah. It's a great sci-fi based in real science, which yeah. is a DC thing. That's also... Somebody forgets about... Some people may forget that anatomy lesson is is both groundbreaking, but also very tied to DC history. Yeah. It's, it's based in science fiction, which DC is the more sci-fi mm-hmm. of the two companies. And Anatomalism is a straight-up horror comic. Yeah. Like it is. It starts with a crazy beginning, and then it ends with like a tragedy and, and voiceover and all this <laughs> stuff. Up until like, this point, it's like, oh, what, is, what is he, man? We'll put him in a room with that thing and a bomb, and that's how we'll create the superhero. Yeah. And instead they're like Cougar, Cougar Man You have to go It was all about Going back to No puns intended The roots of a mm-hmm. character Yeah And <laughs> And finding something new To do with him The 80s were all about that Alan Moore did it With a dozen other heroes So what Swamp
1: Thing What Swamp Thing is Is, is a walking yeah. Sentient piece Of swamp garbage Yeah Who
0: thinks Who has the
1: memories Of this dead Decaying body At the yeah. bottom of the swamp mm-hmm. He is no longer Alex Holland
2: Yeah And then that trade You have the Saga of the Swamp Thing Or what is that yeah. actually That's called volume one Of Saga of the Swamp yeah. Yeah, thing, you and, it would, and it's great like it is yeah, it's, it's where and, and if it, you read that
1: first issue where it's just him being depressed and growing into pieces of the swamp and hallucinating yeah. and just, it's, so, so it's super like, trippy yeah.
2: and there's so much of it that is like that volume one and volume two are very mm-hmm. much like if you read Animal Man recently and I think Swamp Thing was in that yeah, too yeah, yeah, but like all that crazy art and imagery it's like it comes straight from This book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The creation is really like, yeah, horror based, like you said, but just like the imagery, it's really like Lovecraftian mm -hmm. and weird and like dreamscapes, and it's really cool.
0: Yeah. And Swamp Thing then goes through this whole thing where he comes to term with like, I'll never be human again because I never was. Yeah. And he becomes a hero for the environment. He also. Has still has a relationship with his Abigail, his mm. love interest in it, and yeah. they basically have this comic that's like a tantric sex between the two of them, almost. That, but it's, I just read the uh, one in, in the volume,
1: movie they share, they share a mint together. It's a really weird scene.
0: Yeah, and there's also this amazing one Alan Moore did where it was a team-up between him and Superman, Swamp Thing and Superman, mm. where Swamp Thing saves in Superman and wins a fight between the two of them by basically hugging him hugging yeah. him until Superman felt better. And that was <laughs> Swamp Thing was the empathetic guy like he <laughs> won through he won through like feeling for somebody else or it was very rare he punched anybody. Yeah, it was it was weird
2: because yeah, like I don't know that I would have liked it a lot as a kid because obviously, as, at this age, I was very more like "what a cool toy." <laughs> but when I read it again as an adult, it's like, yeah. Normally, I am into more in the comics that are like crazy powers or mm-hmm. whatever, and it's like he doesn't really have any powers. He's just yeah. like, he, well, I mean, I mean he's he does. Super strong.
0: He, he can heal himself. Sure, but he so.
2: does in the sense that like he's just part of nature. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like he's like a sentient he's a representative force of nature. Of nature. <laughs> so, the- uh, but my favorite thing is, is I was reading. Uh, Today I read. Uh, damn, what was it? It was the annual in that collection, Volume Two, where mm. he goes to rescue Abigail's soul from hell. Yes, and like he meets <laughs> Deadman and Phantom Stranger and all these other DC characters that I think look kind of goofy. But when they're introduced through this path, I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of neat. And Then they see the Spectre, and then they go to heaven, and they go to hell, and then he finds the soul and brings it back out. And then the next, the next page after this like touching thing. Is the cover of the next issue is just Swamp Thing wrestling an alligator, and but on top of it, on top of it, it says sophisticated suspense, and,
0: it, and it's a tree man wrestling an alligator. So, so under Moore's direction for about forty issues, Swamp Thing became such a different book. It was about There's him coming Vertigo in though, touch right? with well, no, Vertigo nope. launched. It, well, it was Vertigo before Vertigo, mm. and it has since been published that way. But like, I, I
1: remember I read it because you handed me like this Vertigo sampler, and it was yeah. in that.
0: Well, on Swamp Thing, like, Swamp Thing got in touch with the green. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. much more about eco- ecology and pollution and all this stuff. And also existentialism, big time. And introduced things like the Parliament of Trees, uh, which he worked for. But also... I dare you to make it sound more interesting. Oh, man, that's my favorite Rush album. <laughs> to tell you again... Parliament of Trees. To make it clear how much this created Vertigo, Karen Berger was the editor on it. She would later be until she left a couple of years ago, the editor-in-chief of Vertigo. She started mm. Vertigo. She shepherded all the projects. She was the friend of all these great artists. Like, everybody loved Karen Berger and all the work she did there. And that began on Swamp Thing. And also, Swamp Thing was where, in issue 37, we met John Constantine. Mm. He is an Alamore creation who first appeared in Swamp Thing. And now he's just become, like, this guy that everybody writes. Mm. And same with... Kane and Abel from Sandman also first appeared or sort of first, well I mean Kane, Kane and Abel's first appearance yeah. <laughs> Well, DC's their real version of them was in Swamp Thing and so then in issue 65 Almore left Rick Viet took over and he was the artist on mm-hmm. it and he was on it till eighty-eight uh, issue 88, which is, uh, he quit because he drew Jesus Christ in the book. Like, he's like, yeah, and then it gets even weirder to the point where, like, a, they, they introduced that there have been swamp oh, things no. since the beginning of time, including one that held the Holy Grail for Jesus. And DC was like, no, desert? we're not going to publish this. And so... Oh, so it's not, it wasn't published? It didn't get published. Wow. Yeah, you know, it got completely redrawn, or parts of it got redrawn, and Rick quit in anger. And... From then, Swamp Thing kind of just went on a downward tumble. Though they tried their best to reboot him, like in the mid '90s, Mark Miller, before he was the Mark Miller, um, and Grant Moore, with Grant Morrison's self, rebooted the series and put Swamp Thing on a very ridiculous Mark Miller-type story that... Now, I won't explain the whole thing, but it basically ended it with him becoming God. Like, the last <laughs> issue, like, and now I'm God, and I watch over everything. Like, in the Mass Effect. The next is, the next series reboot did not reflect that, mm-hmm. but uh, that's when Brian K. Vaughn took it over, but not unlike Mark Miller. They gave it to a promising writer who had become an icon Mm -hmm. but he wasn't there yet and it wasn't him he even admitted he was not ready to do Swamp Thing and it was about Swamp Thing's daughter Mm -hmm. who uh, took over for him and that they went Swamp Thing retired from the green and was living on the bayou with Abigail and again it was it it was one of a pair of overalls over his green body (laughs) it was the most famous uh, it was the most well-known attempt to reboot Swamp Thing until 2010 Mm. cut to 2010 which also could be seen as the death of Vertigo or the beginning change of Mm -hmm. Vertigo, even. So in 2010, Brightest Day was the follow-up to Blackest Night, Mm -hmm. the mega crossover in DC. Brightest Day began with a bunch of characters coming back to life. Hawk Girl, Dead Man, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Hawk Man, Martian Manhunter. They all came back to life and were dealing with being alive again. Say all their names again, but don't say man. Aqua. um, Hawk. 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 Dead. Dead.
2: Mm-hmm. so they were all oh, there was one more
0: the, who was a Martian hunter oh, there go. <laughs> so all of them come back and they wonder why and it turned out that the original Swamp Thing had been poisoned by the demon Necron and was trying mm-hmm. to destroy the world so then the White Lantern had to resurrect Alec Holland who then became the Swamp Thing for real. So then a real Swamp Thing who is Alec Holland, not a plant that thought he sure. was Alec Holland, beat the old Swamp Thing. And it was a very like, I think subtextually you could read wow. that as, Jeff Johns wrote this, and it was Jeff Johns saying, let's go back to the beginning, let's get rid of that 80s bummer stuff, and let's just say, <laughs> you know what? No, no recontextualizing. Alec Holland is Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Boom. I just said it, and now that's the fact. And huh. it's also in that same story John Constantine came back to the DC Universe regular, and it was this weird moment of—I saw it as a behind-the-scenes thing. Is like DC saying, "No, we own these characters. they're not going to be in Vertigo books, mm-hmm. shooting people in the face, and having gay sex. They're coming back to—they're <laughs> coming back to DC, and they're just gonna where be they're going to get married and buy a house." <laughs> That happened in twenty ten, then in twenty eleven uh, that kind of just gets dashed anyway for the Jesus, new fifty two reboot. It. But it's he's still Alex a real Holland though, right? It is still Alec Holland who is Swamp Thing also. Yeah. And he's in touch with the green and they mix that up with Al- Animal he talks Man to who Superman was
1: Superman in the first issue as his construction
0: based his construction, construction worker alter ego. And and meanwhile, Animal Man is in the red, and it's the yeah, green yeah. and the red battling each other. And it had, I mean, it had a dynamite creative team, including writers Scott Snyder and Charles Soule, who are two mm-hmm. of my favorites. But the book ended last year, and but but Swamp Thing has still been pretty active, mm-hmm. and that leads us to today, which on January sixth, Len Wein returned to Swamp Thing, and wow. it's a new, I think it's just a limited series, and it's very retro. That's what I'll say. It's, I'm not loving it because. My Swamp Thing is Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. That's just mine. I don't, yeah. I don't care much for Len... I don't hate Len Lines. It's fine. And he got the perfect artist in Kelly Jones, who uh, he's... In the 90s, he was horror comic artist par excellence. He did... Well, this is, I guess, the one that Brett maybe knows, and maybe Chris, too, that he did the... Do you know the Venom miniseries where he fought Juggernaut? The Mace? Yes, that was, <laughs> that was Kelly Jones. Though so he also I did don't. a ton of work on Sandman. And, uh, yeah, other than that, there's... The only other thing going on with Swamp Thing is that he didn't... I think he must have been tangled up in uh, media rights for a very long time because mm. he, they kind of tried to sneak him into the Justice League Unlimited cartoons, but they couldn't actually say, and here's Swamp Thing. They're just mm. like, here's a dude who's green and stuff and... We can't talk about him anymore it's, or else. It's, it's weird. It's very, it's very weird. <laughs> just that, that I think Did Universal just own the rights still? Or I'm something? sure they, they signed over some
1: ridiculous contracts like, thinking, like, well, we made the Superman movies and that's probably not going to happen again. <laughs> no. I, it was way too expensive. What were we thinking? What uh, if it's just a guy in a swamp? Just a guy in a swamp. We're not fly. doing anything with him. What do we want him for?
0: Yeah. Uh, and and then I, he
1: inadvertently becomes like, the fucking Spider-Man liaison to the rest of the zeitgeist Ugh. between comics and the rest yeah, of pop culture. It's true, and it's, it's very. It, it, thinking back on this, it is very bizarre to see Swamp things so utterly well represented.
0: Yeah, at a time when DC wasn't making yeah. any, like they couldn't make a Batman movie to save their lives. I or? think I
1: had a tape of like of DC comic TV shows, and mm-hmm. it was The Flash. Mark Hamill trickster era yeah. Uh, Superboy still uh, one season on television uh, of course the 66 Batman which never stopped playing and I hope it never does mm. and Swamp Thing
0: yeah well and Swamp Thing got the last more than one season because yes. it was on USA where they're like yeah. the ratings on a superhero show on network were like That's, this only gets 20 million viewers what garbage well meanwhile USA is like we don't care like we kept on Weird Science and Highlander for this long we're going to keep we're going to keep on Swamp Thing. Uh,
1: yeah, we made we paid for more Airwolf for a reason. We're uh,
0: get ready for more Son of the Beach. So the it was, was FX. So the last bit of news with, with Swamp Thing is that he seemed earmarked for the Justice League Dark film that yeah. Del Toro says he's going to make but I believe that shit when I will see it. Del Toro makes one eighth of the films he says he'll make. How are you? Probably because gonna... like he can't work in a studio system. How
1: are you? A going to make all the films that need to lead up to it, or B <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? That shit where you have to introduce like John Constantine and Deathman and Swamp Man. It was so all weird. The same when minutes. we
2: rewatched that movie, it was nowhere near as bad. Which one? LXG, dog. Like, in my mind, it was unforgivable.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: I built really... it up over ten years that it was that bad, and then we watched it, was like, no, wait a minute. Nemo rules.
0: Is, this ship is cool. It does seem self-ful. special effects were ahead of its time. That, that actually, it in my mind, it looked
1: st-
2: shitty, but it looked cool.
0: It, look, it lo- did look good. It the seemed, vampire chick was good. It seems
1: stupid and a very self-aware thing. Like, you're going to drive a submarine into Venice... Oh, yeah, that and doesn't start, make any sense at all. And and then have a car <laughs> fly out. And, like, None no of had...
2: it makes any sense, but like when we were watching
1: it, I was like, I'm having a great time. Yeah, this is fun. I, like,
2: but like, at, when we saw it in the theater in 03, I was
1: like, we all left like, oh, oh we're smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still haven't seen the whole thing. Uh, weren't you uh, there? I think I, I well, either my brain blacked out before the end or I left early. I think so, I left early. Heidi was Oh, early. you might um, have. Yeah. So
0: that's this week's How many tabs you got Superhero Spotlight. Select your hero. I hope you've all learned a lot about old Swamp I Thing. Just love swamp I think form. there's swamp. nothing left to learn. He's I would, I would really
2: recommend those Saga
1: Swamp Thing books.
0: Absolutely, that, that's exactly where to start with Swamp Thing. It's mm. maybe all the Swamp Thing you need, but if you're yes, interested, I'll in tell you what.
1: In between now and the, I'll go read the new Swamp Thing. Yeah, actually,
0: Scott. Well, the Scott Snyder and Charles Soule books are really. They're really, yeah, no, they're I, really I like those really too. too. I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't follow in the re- best stuff of
1: New Fifty Two. Yeah, then I, I lost interest for some reason, just like Animal Man. I yeah. forget when they started combining all that stuff into. Rock yeah, I didn't want
0: to read. Both, I, 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 too many crossovers. I did, anyway, finish, I did finish Animal Man. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the news real quick. There wasn't a ton, but uh, first off, Batman '66 that you mentioned, Chris, turned <sighs> fifty this week. Oh, yeah, 50, the first <laughs> episode aired fifty years ago, uh, and same. Uh, but in speaking of television and comic books, it's more active than ever. That Marvel, first off, says they're already they're developing for TV the Damage Control TV show. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that before. But apparently they're already developing a second comedic Marvel TV show. Wait, I did see that. On top of Damage Control. And wow. on top of that, Jesus. They, they thought they were going to do it last year. They're really doing it this year. Mockingbird is going to get her own S.H.I.E.L.D. spin-off. That'll, so be, that'll be dead in a year. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah,
2: like, she's fine in the show. I, I but love when, like, Mockingbird, the character. But, I think she's yeah. the, the, in the show she's totally fine. But I'm like, you don't need... No. Like, Agent Carter got- works because it's completely separate time period. Yeah. Looks distinct. I don't know if you put... I think it's grown a little too fast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, in reserve judgment, I guess, maybe they'll make it... Because I'm, what I'm worried about is, like, if you put two screens of those shows next to each other, won't they look identical? They're the yeah. same time period with the same
0: stuff? I... Unless... And she's going to San Francisco! Like, I, I don't guess, know. guess, what, yeah. what you... Well, meanwhile, the DC Universe on TV is shrinking because TNT was thinking of making a Titans mm-hmm. TV show, a Teen Titans show. And they didn't go past the script process. It was announced this week like,
1: eh, yeah, no, we're not making it. But doesn't seem to fit in with their brand of, like, women solving murders. Is that all channel is? That, <sighs> that is what is? TNT is, yeah. It was only yeah. in Isles. And uh,
0: I wish they still showed first run Law & Order there. Uh, well, meanwhile, Kevin Smith is going to be directing an episode of The Flash by the end of this season. A May episode. Cool. I'm a guy who doesn't hate Kevin Smith.
1: I'm a rarity in the comic world, apparently. <sighs>
0: <laughs> it's done a lot of good
1: for comics I, I don't
0: hate him so much now. Mm. I, I and then then came some news about the about the movies. There's Civil War two had some new details and including stuff about Black Panther and Spider Man, which was followed up with the confirmation yeah. that Ryan Coogler is directing Black oh, okay. Panther. It was still <laughs> so rumored again. Week. It got confirmed. I just watched
1: Creed and it was um, excellent. As, oh as Diana it? pointed out, on it is this In, on what on thirty twenty ten, the new show on oh, that show uh-huh. that, that it's the second seventh movie of December yeah. that is essentially a remake of the first yeah and I could not believe like they're gonna end it just like well I guess that's a spoiler Ooh, just like Rocky yeah <laughs> like, uh, and they are they did <laughs> yeah
0: I love the line I think it was the, uh, the announcer saying like just summed it up perfectly. Apollo Creed's lineage, r- trained by Rocky, like mm-hmm. he's the perfect fighter. I like that. I like that idea. I like yeah. that idea. I, I love. I love Michael. Michael
1: B. Jordan. I uh-huh. hate saying the B. Of the his Human name.
0: Torch. You mean you... Yeah. seeing him have
1: his twenty fifteen <laughs> yeah. redeemed? Hell a yeah, bit. man! Yeah. The Human Torch yeah.
0: didn't even happen. Like he's like, who fucking cares, man? I, yeah. Was... Yeah.
1: I, I for, just forget how good he is and stuff. Uh, so really like good. that guy.
0: Then also the. <laughs> Joe, the, the Russo brothers who also are directing Infinity War they were apparently doing a round of interviews They one they said that they, they also want to see a Black Widow solo film mm-hmm. they're like hey we agree with you guys we're not just leave us alone we agree <laughs> uh, but they also said that they say they've planned it out now for Infinity War they say there will be there will be 67 characters in <laughs> 60. Did they say they, that or did they, somebody They said 67. They said we've got bored board of the characters in this movie in these movies, 67 names around. I'm I'm
1: a little excited just cuz I I just I mean, I mean that Imagine Pepper
0: Potts is one of those names. It's not like 67 superheroes. Right, No. Yeah, it's not 67 superheroes, but like think about Maria Hill, think about Olive Shield, think mm-hmm. about a Every, lot of
1: Asgard. Everything like... that the Netflix Defender series they're oh, probably yeah, they going to be, all there be in too. There. That I, I it has to be what they're talking about, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. yeah
2: I, I I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but well, unless, you don't know how they're going to send Luke Cage
0: to space. So they've also been pre- <laughs> well, they've been pretty open that they've been kind of open. There's now this weird divide that mm-hmm. Marvel TV and Marvel films are yeah. different fiefdoms, and it's mm-hmm. almost as hard as getting them in a film as, as, as getting, say, Daredevil in the film mm-hmm. as it was to get Spider-Man. Like it's a bunch of executives squ- squabbling over stuff, which I thought the point of those TV shows yeah. was for this to not happen. Yeah. But uh that's the difference I guess that's what happens when Kevin Feige and Ike Perlmutter go in different directions. Does nobody
1: from Shield showed up in Jessica Jones or Daredevil. No, I don't, I think, don't think
0: so. Think so no. But no. also like none of the Shield agents of Shield sort of talked like it's sort of crossed over with Ultron this season but it crossed not over really. with
1: every other Marvel movie in the beginning in the like beginning Sam Jackson yeah. was in the show and Thor I think it's
0: getting farther apart. I think I even read an interview where they said They can't confirm that Inhuman stuff on the show will be reflected in the movie. I think they're also not sure if the Inhuman movie will really happen. I'm not sure. Uh, And lastly, uh, to to not talk about movies or TV the whole time, Marvel had this very interesting article about Civil War II, which was... The creative powwow behind it. Yeah, they invited a reporter to the creative powwow on Mm -hmm. how they're doing Civil War II. It was like, they always do these... Uh, you know summits creator summits each year or multiple times a year i think even where they're like planning out what how what the big crossover is going to be and how the other books are going to be reflecting it and
1: very strange how casually they talk about the, the events of civil well, war II. i think
0: this is just the next step we're in, gonna kill somebody big and like yeah and the, the next step in their marvel thing like it used to be oh let's have a press release or let's leak to Say New York Times, oh yeah, we're killing the human torch, or we're killing this guy. Mm -hmm. And they'd spoil it for themselves just to get the press for it. And I think this is just the next part of the
1: article where. Slot was like, yeah. Oh, Bendis yeah. said they wanted to kill somebody big, and he said Peter Parker. He had to
0: protect Peter Parker. Dan I, Slott was like, no, nope, I, I not going to be Peter Parker. It's not going to be him. He, yeah, <laughs> it was. I liked it was a cute aside where Bendis he was like, Bendis kind of wants to kill Parker. I'm not going to let him know. And then the article so goes one by hour the end later, of the week. No, it was <laughs> no, not, it was that not that Peter Parker. So somebody is going to die in Civil War Two again. I mean, but then meanwhile I, there was a teaser dead no more. That was that someone's going to not be dead anymore? And I'm yeah. like, what?
2: Character, some of them coming back is just as meaningless. Yeah, because they'll be dead again. Like I think both now of it's these, like, both uh, character
0: both? has never died. Yeah, that that's hard to in Marvel. What characters never died? Thing. once? It's, it was Bucky. Like that was the no, thing was dead more than one. Like, like that was the last big Uncle Ben and Gwen are the only ones. But even Gwen, you're like Gwenpool, kind of is a cheat. Like. The Gwen Stacy who died on the George Washington Bridge, he, he, she's never come back, but sure. there's a Gwen Well, there's Spider-Gwen,
2: there's Gwen. D- but Uncle Gwen Ben G- coming
0: back, there's no reason for that. Like, that's pointless. Anyway, I, I'm excited for Civil War II that it's basically mm-hmm. this different divide of a minority report type thing where a character can predict crimes... And Captain Marvel is leading this group that wants to arrest people before they do their crimes, while Iron Man is now on the opposite side of saying, hey, they gotta do it before you arrest them. This is fascism. And I guess I'm gonna have to pick the side of arresting people before they do crimes, because on that side, at least based on the art... Captain Marvel Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. and She-Hulk I was like well those are my characters so I got those yeah are I favorites. didn't
2: get why Iron Man would take that side
0: me neither he's a changed man he's not he's, he's not the same Tony Stark from Civil War I don't want to be
1: cynical about it and say it has to reflect him being the Spider-Man of the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. the guy who connects everybody yeah. together I don't want to be cynical and say that I, I would. You don't think he can be as
0: evil or well, well not I think, evil. When, but I,
1: just, I love Superior Iron Man. Yeah. Where do you go from there with mm. with conflicted evil Iron Man?
0: Yeah, that's kind of as dark as there ever going Yeah. To like, be. I, I,
1: does he need to be that dark again? Maybe he's due for a little bit of. Redemption. Well, the
0: Invincible Iron Man books have been about lightening that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. all right. So that's the news. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we've been reading, which includes the climactic, long-awaited finale to Secret Wars. Plus, we're going to read your best answers to last week's question of the week about what you're looking forward to in 2016 Wanted to let you all know that this week's episode of Cape Crisis is brought to you by the subscription box service Omakase. Do you like getting uh, uh, surprises in the mail? Once every two months, and do you like anime like Kill La Kill, Naruto, and more? Do you also enjoy getting access to streaming anime, manga, and other great things? Well, you get all of that through signing up for Omakase, the bi-monthly curated geek box uh, for anime fans. And how do you sign up for it? You can do it by going to tinyurl.com/laseranime. One word, that's tinyurl.com slash laseranime. Signing up through there it helps out the show, and we thank Omakaze for sponsoring us. Hey, everybody, welcome to the break for this week's episode. And I, again, want to thank all of you for subscribing, for reviewing this on iTunes, for, for giving us a written review, for commenting on the episodes, for buying things through the Amazon links that we put on the site... Or perhaps being a Patreon member and giving us $5 a month or more through Patreon. Did you know if you give us $10 a month, you'll get access to weekly commentaries on either pro wrestling or classic comic book cartoons, such as the X Men Christmas episode, the first episode of the 1994 Spider Man animated series, or Justice League's Comfort and Joy you can watch along with those classic cartoons with the hosts of this show especially me Uh, you'll get access to that if you give $10 or more a month to patreon.com slash on top of all the other awesome stuff you're gonna get and now it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week so this is a very directed one and it's uh, at one Nathan Explosion because they mentioned it in the forums but I also just want to say it again. They asked, how do you start with Spider-Man? Where to start with Spider-Man? It's a tough question. There are 50 plus years of Spider-Man comics to go from. I think you should start no earlier than Brand New Day. J. Michael Straczynski's run on Spider-Man is just so dated and honestly has aged very badly. I wouldn't start there. And anything before that, I love because I read them as a kid, but I honestly don't think they're the best for a current day reader. So, Brand New Day, meanwhile, was the reboot of Spider-Man that was supposed to be very interesting to new readers, and it's just this great kind of just 60-issue straight linear storyline of Spider-Man going on a bunch of different adventures with a bunch of new characters, new villains... Great writers, great artists. Brand New Day, Volume 1 is a great start. Though, if that's too far back for you, because you're still, that's like 10 years ago now almost. If you want something a little more recent, you could also start with Big Time and The Amazing Spider Man Story, Big Time, Volume 1 of that, because that's when Spider Man starts to get his shit together and gets a new job gets a new status quo gets new weapons and stuff and that leads directly into the superior spider-man storyline which is one of the best spider-man stories in 30 or so issues they ever did where his body is swapped with dr octopus so I would say either, and you can start with Superior if you just want a fun Spider-Man story, if you want an interesting new status quo Spider-Man story that's different from any of the previous stuff you read, and then that goes straight into the lighter Amazing Spider-Man reboot, and Spider-Verse, which is, an, is a great celebration of Spider-Man for Super Spider-Man fans, but not the best starting point. So again, the, two, the three I would suggest is Volume 1 of Brand New Day, Volume 1 of Big Time, or the first volume of Superior Spider-Man. And you know you can get all those on Amazon through the links on this episode's page on lasertimepodcast.com. Check that out. You will find it on this week's episode page and buying it through those links will send a little money back our way and help fund our livelihoods because this is our full-time job and we really appreciate all the support. All right, now back to the rest of the show. welcome back to the second segment of cape crisis where we're going to get into what you've been reading i do want to give a quick correction to last week um we were talking about what the top 10 best-selling books were for last year Mm -hmm. and i mentioned uh wow uh what was it the Orphan Black. Orphan Black. Black and, and um, Bravest, Bravest Warriors. Yeah. That's how that happened. And as was clarified to me uh, several places, but first from John Wahizel, our John comic Woppy, reviewer, he pointed out that that's because those were both Loot Crate comics, ah. and Loot Crate had to buy them directly from Diamond Distributors to put them in stuff. So, well, I know
4: that because I'm Diamond Dave. Diamond, Diamond, Dog, Dish- Diamond, Dish- Diamond, Diamond Dog. Diamond Dog, Dog- Dave's Dave Dave distribution. And that's, <laughs> by the way,
0: Diamond Dog Dave is oh, here. Hey. <laughs> Shiny maybe. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Now that that correction is out of the way. Do you have a correction sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally hit two at the same they time. They work together well, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, now in... I know that retraction is strong sexual content. <laughs> uh, N for brief nudity. Mm-hmm. BN for brief nudity. Let's get into what we have been reading. Let's start off with the big event issue of this week. Secret Wars number nine, the big finale Ugh. for Secret Wars we've all been waiting favorite for. Favorite Sandra Bullock movie. And, um, I don't, look, I liked it. I actually kind of liked it. I didn't hate it. I, I, it was. I didn't hate it, but you know, it was like, it did.
2: It was just so like hard to keep we're up. Gonna,
0: let's just spoil it. If you guys have not ready, sorry. Spoilers, let's spoilers, just, spoilers, I mean, spoilers, spoilers. I mean,
2: what. There's not really much to spoil because it's like, yeah, Reed and Doom have a big fight. And uh, And we get Mm -hmm. to the status quo we've had for three months now. The universe gets reset and they have a big cosmic battle like a lot of Marvel characters do at Mm -hmm. at this level, including Doom several times over the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and then a new... The, the send-off for Sue and Reed is nice.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. It was so basically,
2: the, they're like the new architects of all reality, I guess? Them
0: with the Future Foundation. like uh, That was kind of cute to me. It was, it was the two of them I care for that. and their kids and the rest of the Future Foundation. And Dragon Man? Including <laughs> Dragon Man, doing what they did. That was the most genuine feeling I have in the whole book. Once it became a Fantastic Four book in the second yes, half. That's I thought it, that was it nice. felt like Jonathan Hickman was finally wrapping up the Fantastic Four run he did like seven years ago. Well this was also finally
2: putting a pin on like the last the last line really mm-hmm. was everything lives. Yeah. Um, everything and lives. That's and- finally a pin in the new avengers storyline that also started like six years so, ago but that started with, with everything dies with so. everything dies and the illuminati and all the worlds collapsing in on each other and they have to blow up a planet every every issue and it's like that, i thought that yeah. all that was cool and it was like this all did need you can't have an adventure like that a, a storyline like that and have it not eventually lead to a mega crossover like mm-hmm. oh we're blowing up earths and realities and almost realities. every issue yeah it's like this has to finally come to a head at some point so Mm -hmm. i get that this finally happened but yeah the delays didn't help and the the fact that it's very disjointed in that like there's a clear first half that is game of thrones lord of the rings Uh, and then there's a second half that is like the cool sci-fi adventure that you kind of expect out of something called secret war which is what the 80s one was yeah
0: i so what i liked the most in it was the fight between reed and doom because it felt like this is their last battle (laughs) And it especially highlighted what a changed man Doom has become. Mm, that being yeah. God changed him. That the fight ends, the fight, the battle ends when Doom can finally admit yeah. that Reed is better than him. He's yeah. like, you know what? You would have done a better job. He at would
1: this. have done a better job.
0: And that when Molecule Man hears that, like, that's all he needed to hear. Like, if you both agree, Reed would be better at this. Fuck it, Reed's in charge then. Reed's God. Yeah.
1: And that then. I, guess I need to understand more about Molecule Man
0: he is got or he is, he is raw uh, power of reality well, it's, yes. it's weird like, but yeah. needs a
1: human catalyst for some reason well there's some, he's also crazy y- well it's weird
2: because in, in the 80s he's just I don't care mm. like he doesn't want to be a villain he doesn't want to be a hero yeah, he like has the most insane dweeb, pa- he has the most insane power of all mm-hmm. which is like I can do anything with molecules like, just, I can do anything. <laughs> First they but said he's... it was
0: only unorganic, unorga- un- un- yeah. and then after Secret Wars, like, yeah. no, even organic. You can just do everything. But it's
2: just like, I don't care, and I hate that I have these powers, and it's too much, and I just want to, like, live, try to live a normal life, and then I didn't read about him for 20 years, and then all of a sudden, he can do this. So, yeah. clearly something happened in the
1: intervening
4: years Everything and, I want to know about Molecule Man, they, they might be giants covering Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much.
1: He beats Triangle Man. Yeah. But one,
4: one thing I, I didn't like, though, that I've mentioned this before, is, like, this insistence
2: on like you have an infinity gauntlet. It's just like an infinity gauntlet is not a thing that's laying around that you find. <laughs> it's like Thanos, and I've said this before. It just drives me nuts. It that's
0: what that. It's was, not like finding Excalibur. Yeah, the Infinity they, Stone is that, not that, Excalibur. That shit
2: reminds me that that's what makes shit feel like fan fiction to me. Where it's like the heroes, th- them all walking around calling it. Oh, you found an infinity gauntlet. Like remember that adventure we all had called the infinity gauntlet is mm. another one. It's like there's just something about like ah yes. Original Sin. That was truly a story that we all lived through. It's just a weird, like, these are the ge- Infinity Gems that Thanos collected, and that's kind of it. Like, I don't know. and it, it, Just the, this idea of calling it an Infinity Gauntlet is like, eh,
1: reader, you know. It's been a while since I've read <laughs> issue 8, but I don't really understand the Black Panther shit anyway.
0: Well, that he was part of the group. He was with all the rest of them. He was like, this is going to be my big distraction. and But he, what was in it for him was... I did like the was, visualization
2: of the yeah. fight. That was cool. Yeah.
0: And that what was in it for him was he got to get the reality gem, which could then... You may not have known this or remembered, but it after up Civil War... the gems War, with the
1: Illuminati. Yeah.
0: After Civil War, Wakanda didn't exist. It mm-hmm. was destroyed by Namor... And there was no Wakanda. And so the Infinity Gem was one of like four or five things at the end of the book. They're like, we're just going to fix this. Like, we're erasing this. Like, it was it was one of the nice retcons. I like that it ended with like some nice retcons. Yeah. It was, like, also, there's a movie coming. Niceness. So. <laughs> yeah, that too. It needed to exist. And I like yeah. the idea.
1: So it hadn't existed for like the last couple of years. Yeah, it was like
0: Like years, He was yeah. like King of the Dead for several years. Oh, sorry. Years. It wasn't Civil War. It was Avengers versus. x yeah, That's where it got destroyed. Which was like five years ago. And yeah, that was the end of it. And now it's the basically the home of the new NASA. And it explains how why the Alpha Flight program exists in A-Force and the Ultimates. And the, it gives you some background on that. Same with the explanation of why did Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales, why is he the only Ultimate character that got to survive? Because huh. he gave Molecule Man a hamburger. Yeah. And that hamburger <laughs> saved his life. And so we got to keep existing and I like the scene of Spider of Peter Parker yeah. mm-hmm. saying to Miles alright let's go Spider-Man yeah I liked it getting to see Doom laugh and him accept his new he's like oh I guess I did <laughs> Didn't learn you he something. popped
1: up in Iron Man as- <laughs> Yeah, as that's
0: what ruined the, yeah. the last page is Doom's face you're like this was three months ago I saw this yeah. Invincible Iron Man yeah. if they had come out the same day it would have been pretty great yeah, but then, when
1: they were they playing it you oh know, is he or isn't he yeah the new I mean,
2: Invincible Iron Man series is definitely like Doom is back he's leaning more on magic
0: and he oh says, so he, but
1: he's definitely Doom there's no yeah, there's yeah, no well, wondering as
0: far as we know. No, he says he's doomed. I also read about this. They had Tom Brevoort, the one of the top editor dudes at Marvel, came out and said it. That one of the things they one of the points of this is that this is now the Prime Earth. It is not six one six. That's not the code anymore. (laughs) Universe six one six died, and the new universe that was made by Reed Richards is prime earth that is the name so referring to 616 anymore doesn't mean dick There's yeah so got, got that everyone on the internet no more i think that's because the editors were like we hate 616 it's a dumb thing that got picked up online but, pr- that they but have prime here. earth is not ridiculous yeah. no certainly and it doesn't it's did you know in dc at least after infinite crisis it was earth prime was the name yeah of was the like i feel like that was a dc thing And then the other bit was that shared universe. I love it. This is the last Reed Richards. uh, This is the end of the Fantastic Four for the time being. Like it was. Mm, They didn't. Apparently, they mentioned that when they did John Nickman's Avengers number one, they started this going forward. They didn't know it was going to be the last. It was going to lead to the last Fantastic Four story. But if they were ever going to do it, or and by last like two years, three tops, we don't have a Fantastic Four book. That if Reed and Sue, their end is just yeah, we just get to explore forever, make new worlds, and then explore them. Like that's that's yeah. that's, that's a nice finale. That's say nice, Lewis, like, Lewis and Clark if you them.
1: were making the worlds you were exploring. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah,
0: I like
2: that ending more. Like, if that's what Secret Wars all ultimately leads to is collapsing Ultimate and Main into one, and mm-hmm. Wakanda is back, and the Fantastic Four are off. It's ha- still have, like, have, like, an actual ending. It's yeah. like That's actually, there's actually things to take away from that. Whereas Infinity or Age of Ultron, which were <laughs> yeah. other big events that tried to do, like, time and meshing things all over and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it's like... And who cares? The outcome was uh, Angela shows up, and already nobody cares. And
0: Galactus went to the Ultimate Universe. Galactus and... went to the Ultimate
2: Universe once, and then... Uh, oh, there's Inhumans everywhere now.
0: Yeah, like... I I did also like that if anybody's going to be the shepherd of the Marvel Universe now, having the first characters of yeah. the real Silver Age Marvel Universe watching over it, that's, it's a touching finale, too. I, it, did,
2: I didn't get, though... I mean, maybe not supposed to read into it this much. Read into it this much, <laughs> but uh, like, if he—the idea is that, like, like Mister Fantastic oh. is then able to recreate Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So he recreated Earth yeah. with all the same warring factions yes. that it had before. <laughs> that's
1: that's I, sort of like why I'm not totally satisfied by the ending. And it's
2: like I think, he like, saw, oh, I
1: still had to make sure Thanos is around.
0: <laughs> I think he saw that Doom made the mistake of trying to recreate everything when when Reed was just like, it has to be just back to zero for Reed. The only stuff that got to change was because Black Panther changed it uh, or because Molecule Man changed it. As, uh, and Doom got his face, which I guess was, was a, a gift a, from Reed. A Reed touch. But thing. all the rest was like, mm. or it was Doom got to keep it because of his godhood? Who knows? But, right. Huh. But everything else apparently went back to zero. So mm. I don't think you read too much into it after all or
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> finally got that sound effect that's fine that's fine well and speaking of events Dave yeah. the Walking Dave Dave Rutten there was another big event this week
4: and I read this issue as well what, what was it Walking Dead 150 which was not that monumental I mean well, not a lot happened in the issue I mean I think it's it, because five issues ago or what for six issues ago it was yeah. 144 which closed up yeah closed out the third omnibus and had a lot of mo- the most deaths ever in- yeah so this new issue i expected someone who has been around a long time to die that's mm-hmm. just what you expect out of big issues 100 mm-hmm. was the perfect example of that and there wasn't that-, that that didn't really happen there was uh i mean basically i try not to be spoilery about walking dead but this issue was not that big mm-hmm. so it- i mean it's basically rick finally starting up like his own army mm-hmm. to to take care of Alexandria and, and keep people safe and fight against the Whisperers. Like, he, he, he starts it because one person attacked... No, th- these two people attack him. He kills one of them and... You can blame it on a
0: concussion. Like, he's concussed and that makes yeah. his choice. But, no, I think it's it's one of those moments just like when he says, we are the Walking Dead. Yeah. Or the death, of his, the death of Lori or the death of Glenn. Yeah. It's this moment of, like, it's a change in the dynamic. Yeah. The same when... When Glenn died, or when Jesus showed hmm. up and said, "Oh, the world's way bigger than you think," yeah, same deal with this. It's him saying, "You know what? We're going to build an army. What could go wrong?" Yeah. And this this could be the start of of Rick's fell, fall from grace. So yeah. I think that's it's an, an important character moment that will. Probably inform the next fifty issues.
4: Yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking. So, what is a status quo change? He's, well, Rick he's is starting. To build he, an army. He's building an army. He mm-hmm. might be going crazy. He might be going crazy with power. They kind of suggested that Negan is like they happy to get that power? it's all happening. Yeah. Well, and also, uh, but I thought like uh,
0: Carl got some stinky yeah. in his hangdown. <laughs> what? Yeah. Coral. That's right. He's become a man. Yep.
4: But I don't know. I just thought so much more was going to happen with this issue, especially because last issue it ended with well, the, the entire issue was. Negan and Rick talking. Mm. So I thought, like, oh, will Negan finally be freed? Will, like, Negan try to kill Rick or something? No. Uh, and then at the very end of the issue was Dwight, who was Negan's, like, second-hand man, who then, like, went over to Rick's side. He ended up taking, uh, he took out Lucille because I think he just, he wanted to, like, the it, there was Yeah, they were suggesting that he was going to become the next Negan, but he just leaves. and the he
0: came back. He's what? back on the last page,
4: isn't he? Is he? Uh, no, no, old ne- well, naked's on the last page. I, no, 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 no. Dwight, if, he, the guy with yeah, the scarface, came back. But anyway, I thought like he would do something in the issue. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a I, yeah. I just expected something big out of this issue. It was like a longer issue than usual too. But it, it was just kind of it was it was no different than like the last. Four or five issues where it's like you're just building to something. You're not. This isn't the issue where things happen. really it, I Well, mean, like because
0: it, it's it'll be issue two in a collection. I think that's the other problem. Yeah. That now that every collection, well, it's always been every collection is yeah. six issues or a multiple of six. Mm-hmm. So no, until issue three hundred, I guess yeah. they're not going to have an important issue that will also be the end of a collection. Yeah. Huh. And th- that's the same deal with one hundred. One hundred does have a major death in it, yeah. but it's. There's still two more issues in that collection Mm. to come. But, uh, all right. Well, I also read uh, a pair of Spider books. I read last week's Amazing Spider-Man 6, which had the return of Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger, their first all-in-all different appearance. (laughs) They're great. I love Cloak and Dagger. I read Silk number 3, which is a book I am loving the story too, but the inconsistent art is really starting to get to me. Like, it's oh guys come on man they've had three different artists in three issues in yeah, the, from issues one through three it's hard to keep a just a big part of reading comics is i mean
2: there has to be a consistent feel and at least for any a storyline like, yeah for one storyline anytime you pick up an issue you're like wait it, it's so distracting where a lot of times you're like wait is this the right comic like did mm-hmm. i buy the wrong <laughs>
0: thing because you're like wait this isn't <laughs> or this was supporting character doesn't look the same yeah. anymore it's especially that and I, I know I was definitely spoiled as a child reading Amazing Spider-Man yeah. by Mark Bagley, who he he basically took, like, four issues off out of 60. Yeah. Like, and so that's just... That was an unreality then. Now it's impossible. But, but, but like,
2: amazing. Happen. It was like, here's McFarlane with a decent-sized run. Here's yeah. Eric Larson for a huge run. Here's Bagley for a huge run. It was, like, very, yeah. like,
0: the very consistent. And then the next person they got was Steve Scroach, who... Did like eight issues and then went off to work on The Matrix and was like, oh, this is wow. way easier. I'm just going to make, I'm just going to do storyboards for The Matrix. Wow. Uh, I also read Howard the Duck 3, which is, starts with the tease that Howard has become Silver Surfer. But they <laughs> don't, they don't follow up on that, in it? Uh, and then lastly, I read Power Rangers Zero. Ooh. For Boom mm. Studios' new uh, grown-up Power Rangers reboot. I gave it a B minus on art. It's all right, art, but uh, it has an interesting grown up storytelling to more grown up storytelling to it. Uh, do they actually
1: get a drink instead of have milkshakes? They have a. Their...
0: They have a. Well, no, but they do use Facebook, which the original lineup <laughs> yes! did too and it is the original lineup. <gasps> so Amy Joe Johnson. Uh, well including oh. including Trini, who's been Aww. dead for like a decade. But um, <laughs> Really? I didn't know yeah, that. yeah, she's she's been dead for a while. Whoa. It's it's I uh, said Billy who wanted and, to kill himself. For a yeah. While. And who's who's just gay yeah. now, who's happily gay. Yeah. But anyway But was that,
4: bullied back on the Power Rangers.
0: So it takes yeah, I think they feel bad about that now. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> and now one lady in the crowd thinks everything is so funny. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it takes place right after the uh, first the Green Ranger five-parter uh, and it's Tommy is dealing it's a, little, a little emotionally deeper than mm. they got in the show where Tommy is dealing with like I betrayed all these people they know I'm a fool I know I'm a failure they lit that green and, candle and now I'm a dweeb <laughs> I know man I felt when that green candle thing was uh. going on I was like man I want to see more Green Ranger don't light the green candle no <laughs> And also, it has a Balkan Skull-like side story, like a six-page goofy back <laughs> story. It was a fun little book. It uh, it also did one thing that they could never do on the show because it was too technically complicated, but... Maybe you're Johnson Thong, The Megazord... Mm-hmm. The, no. The, the, she does do something. Oh. But uh, the Megazord is fighting, and then a bridge collapses, and so then... The Pink ranger's like, "Oh, I got to help him." And then her piece just flies mm, off of the Megazord, uh, but it doesn't break anything. like, and then they it, it did something. What if like, you were
4: like the Megazord's ankle? Like wouldn't that be if the problem? one of the legs, you yeah. kind of fucked, yeah. Be <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome I just see the torso fly off. Also, like, I can't picture reading a Vulcan school comic because that music is yeah. just like and anytime I see them together it's like Any visual gesture is just bonk,
0: barrel, whing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all those things. What else did people read
1: though? Uh, I, f- I picked up the first Swamp Thing. Um, did you like it? It's very classic. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's just weird. Like it's it's one it's of six, retro. which excites me. Yeah. Well, I don't like his design. He looks like Hulk with a beard. Yeah. Uh, at this point, it's very strange. He, he's just stark green with like I lo- I love the way he looked. Maybe I'm impressing too much of the live action stuff I saw, of him, but just <laughs> but just dripping with swamp garbage. Yeah. Not a stark green, smooth. Thing.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. even in the comics, he looks like there's like little mossy yeah. patches that and doesn't exist twigs anymore.
1: on him. and that doesn't, He looks like a green Max. Um, the Max. Wow. And, All uh, right. Good old the and Max. Not a, not and, and in this issue, he fights a zombie <laughs> <laughs> so but it's so it's like it's a super retro traditional mm. horror comic with with modern art and
0: well yeah it's a total throwback it's diggable you know, i'm excited it's one, it's one
1: of 6 though so i know there's an name. Glenn
0: wine's writing it and it's just like yeah 40 years ago we did it 45 years ago we did this Here, uh, yeah. i'm probably check it out um, yeah.
1: there's a mo- there's a modern touch to it well, that the doesn't art's leave you to believe good, he, right? there's an old man writing it mm-hmm. but uh, if anybody happened to buy
2: it and has a code uh, Elston, i might be what... able to help you Brett. oh very good uh, I read, uh, speaking of one of six, one thing mm-hmm. I read that I was happy wasn't, although who knows it may end up being, but, uh, the all new Avengers or whatever mm-hmm. the hell, all, all new, all different, different Avengers. Cause the I tweeted, I tweeted it. Yeah. The Wade one. Cause I tweeted about it. Like, here's a thing from new Avengers. And when I said new Avengers, I was like, no, not the comic new Avengers, <laughs> just no, not the, the new three DS, the, oh, the, the, the new lowercase and lowercase. Just like guys, come on, <laughs> come on.
1: But the new Space, the Avengers, Avengers <laughs>
2: book, uh, with with Miss Marvel and Nova and Kid Nova and Thor and Iron Man and uh, whatever uh, Miles Morales is on there. Uh, that ended its th- arc, and when it was it was only three issues. So this mm-hmm. this new villain shows up, and then they have a fight, and then you get that cool that the fun interaction between Miss Marvel and Nova where they you know they're both kids, so they both kind of have this back and forth, um, or teenagers I guess. But mm-hmm. but then the issue wraps up with like oh. Okay, so this is kind of they beat the villain, and there's a tease for more to come. But like, it was three issues, and this is done. I like it. I'm sure there will be a collection of six anyway. Mm. But I still, I felt some kind of resolution, and I love where they're going with Vision in this because mm. at the end, like, it happens a couple times in the issue where Vision is like suggesting things, and Iron Man is just like Iron Man and Cap are both just kind of like dismissive. And are kinda of like, man, you were a lot more fun when you weren't this emotionally detached from everything.
0: Well, you maybe didn't read it, but in the in the prelude to this that was in like all new, all different point one uh-huh. that they did. Vision realized that he Vision was having these visions of his old friends and he it was like messing him up. He was seeing he was seeing like eight scarlet witches around uh-huh. him at all times. And so you think it was a great uh, bait-and-switch by Mark Wade because you think, oh, he's going to erase his memory so Vision can just start over fresh. Right. But instead, Vision erases his emotions right. because so he didn't want emotional attachment yeah. to all his memories. Right, so he's data mm-hmm. uh,
2: Without any of the naiveness of, like, what is humanity and how can I be a better person? It's like just someone who was a person, more or less, and lived a life and wasn't regular, other than being intangible, and, and, <laughs> and a bio-droid or whatever he was... Uh, But it ends with, like, there's just a couple of really good panels of his eyes kind of going narrow, like, after someone says, like, all right, Vision, (laughs) anyway. And he's just, like... And Vision's all like that Fry meme. Yeah, yeah, basically. And he's... (laughs) It just... You can tell Vision's kind of getting... Even though he's supposed to be emotionally detached, you can tell he's he's angry. Mm -hmm. And it ends Mm -hmm. when... they find out that the villain who chased them to Earth was there because Nova was there, and he, he they had had a run in, I guess, in an earlier Nova comic, uh-huh. and so everyone was like, "Why did this guy even come to Earth? Why did he cause all this trouble?" And this and Sam's like, uh, "Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, and he's, I he's, he's about to come clean when Vision says." Oh well, he's a, he's one of the Nova Corps. These people probably see Nova Corps people all over the galaxy. He just saw a Nova guy wow. and was like, whatever. And then they're flying away, and Nova's like, cool, man, thanks. And he's like, just remember that you owe me. And, then, and then Vision flies away. Wow, I and like so it's that. like, and he's like, man, you got blackmailed by Vision. <laughs> and so like, there's the, they're teasing that Vision something's up. He so, cannot forget. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a cool. Something yeah. like it, it at least like there was a, res- a resolution in three issues to a storyline and it teased a cool an actual plot point that is character based not like and this other villain that's coming it's just like I,
0: you know Mark Wade did that his first three issues of Archie were its own storyline too I think he's more getting into where Jughead cut off his emotions I think he is <laughs> getting <laughs> uh, Jughead's not that emotional not I that think he, if you look at how comic books are actually sold, are
1: you'll focus on more collections and less single issues and the fewer you can put into a collection
0: totally totally. Six and sell issues. for ten bucks. Yeah, the era of Brian Michael Bendis is doing everything as a six issue slog is, is kind of in the past. So over that shit. Uh, oh, by the way, that re- you talking about old stuff, it reminded me. There's this hilarious panel in Howard the Duck three where he there's an exchange where one character reference Howard the Duck two, and so then you have asterisk editor note Howard the Duck two, aka last issue. <laughs> then the next uh, the next word balloon in the same panel references Howard the Duck number two from. The last <laughs> volume of it. And then the editor says, how are the Duck 2? No, the other one. No, not the one from 1976. The one from last year. <laughs> the other one from last year. <laughs> it was really funny. I like their playing around with that stuff.
2: And I did uh, read the next Web Warriors, which continued the multiple spider people versus multiple electros. Yeah. yeah cool. right, which is still fun. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's a great way if you want to read something that has Spider Gwen, Spider Ham... Spider yes. Spider Man War, like all on weird adventures. Spider Man India, yeah, and it's Super funny Spider Man, and it's funny because uh, this is supposed to be like, oh, there's only Earth Prime, and it's like this one doesn't care about any of that. Nah. It's like this is Earth 4212, and this is Earth
0: 66. Well, like they don't care. Secret Wars Nine ended with them inventing new universes, so right. I think it was them just admitting, like, yeah, there are going to be lots of universes. Just remember. The right. real Marvel one is number one, everybody, not <laughs> 616, okay? Sure.
1: 616 just implies too many. Yeah. Well, that was who many. That's how
0: it began. Al Moore just did it as yeah, a, joke it a joke that if, if it is. Is that where it started? Yeah. DC had Earth 1 and Earth 2, mm-hmm. so he's like, don't think of Marvel as the center of the universe. It's Earth 616 compared to Earth 1 and 2 in, <laughs> in DC. It was just a joke that nerdos picked up that no no. well that makes Marvel more sense why
1: Marvel's pissed at it it yeah. just came up being described thing. by a rival
0: yeah it was being <laughs> mocked by well it was in a Marvel book but mm. what did you read anything else Chris? Uh,
4: no okay well then let's get to Dave's homework uh, DR's HW um, <laughs> so what I picked last week was The Legend of Luther Strode mm-hmm. yes um, I Was a little bit in the dark because there was a thing at the beginning that mentioned like this is the first. It's not. Oh, (laughs) okay. I fucked up and gave you volume (laughs) two of the Legend of Luther Strode. You'll never want to read it again. No, I mean I liked it. Uh, It it was a little bit in the dark, but there is the first page says like this: Luther Strode is a boy who like uh, Mm -hmm. who became powerful, but lost his family and lost like a lot of his innocence. But it starts off with like. I, I caught on pretty quickly. Right, I know. just—I just, love the first
1: volume of that, and then it, it really turns into like a teenager's Goku fiction. Of I himself. love. It was so—it was and, more
4: way more violent than any other comic I've yeah. ever read. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, "This is a little bit much," but then it, it kind of like came back and was just so violent that I'm like, "I, I got to <laughs> see how someone's killed next." Like, guy There's getting, getting the top everywhere. part of his head cut off. There's a scene in the mall where like. Everybody in the mall—they're not killed, but they're—they are like basically corpses, mm. where they're like stacked up and like it's you got its like one page near the end where it's just like a mall where people are stacked in ways to like because I forget I forget well, what the he, villain is, but like in the, he's like in the a book mummy.
0: in the book once he he does become Goku, Luther yeah. Strode is basically a Super Saiyan Goku, and that. He's fight guys who are on his level yeah. but every other human is made of tissue paper yeah, like they much. can just be torn in half in a second and yeah. blood explodes everywhere in that book.
1: Here's yeah. him ripping somebody's heart out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a street level thug.
4: Yeah. Um yeah, but yeah, like half there's two people in the in the entire uh six issues or whatever that are basically Luther Strode level of power mm-hmm. and you like or it's more like con- Fist of the North Star actually yeah. not dra- not Dragon Ball yeah. if I may compare it's a punch Mondals. through a wall and through a head mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I mean yeah just seeing some somewhere it's like literally like a millisecond after he's punched somebody in the head so like their eyes are becoming displaced off of their head mm-hmm. but man that, that one mall scene it's like there's like the way that this one enemy who's like a mummy has like set up all the bodies where it's like people's butts are like hanging out of like a fountain and that's it and in the very top of the fountain are dead babies <laughs> <laughs> really really good it's I, fucked up. I probably looked like a weirdo on the bus like just li- <laughs> yeah. like i'm like i gotta look at every little detail in here it's like it where's like a psychopath? where's waldo <laughs> yeah yeah. And
1: the only only line in it is
0: Jesus.
4: <laughs> that is what the reader thinks
0: too of just like you went this far, like this. I'll lend you one one of these days, Dad.
4: Yeah. Uh, so I would give that a B. Probably okay. would have been higher if I had, uh, read the, if I had the first. If one. I, if I, had, if, I had, if I had screwed. In up. Henry's
2: defense, you have to count to two.
4: Yeah. Nah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I did read a number one. This was a uh, this was a community homework. <laughs> oh, uh, the Jonah from- Hazel got yeah. He sent birthright, which was really good I don't know anything uh, about it. it yeah tell me all about it so it's about this boy who is separated from his family like uh, in the woods mm. and he comes back a year later but he is like 15 years older something like that like but he's like an adult he's a you know, he's in, in that in that decade plus he's become a warrior in this other dimension oh. uh, and now he's come to earth both to reunite with his family but also to fight these uh, these beings from the dimension that have come with him. Uh, so it's like him trying to reconnect with his family, but also taking them on this like crazy adventure.
0: Oh, that's pretty neat. So, so I
4: really liked that. There's some stuff at the end of it that kind of uh, I I don't I I want to read more of this, but I don't like the direction that it's going in. Because it's don't wanna...
0: volume one of a continuing thing. Yeah. Right? Okay.
4: Um. So like I kind of want to read more about the adventure, but I'm a little bit worried about where they're gonna take it. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really, really liked it. Sounds uh, like a fun fantasy book. It, yeah, and it's it's one of those ones where I'm reading and it's like this this should be and probably will be a movie at some point. Mm-hmm. Just that concept That's of how like
0: most image books feel to me. Obviously.
4: Yeah, I just love the concept. Like it's not something you, you see that much where someone is separated from their family, comes back way older, mm-hmm. and, and like their their family has yeah been. It's a reverse been, flight of the Navigator, kind of. <gasps> I knew that'd get
0: Chris's attention. No, yeah, let's crazy. do this week's homework assignment. Then Dave, let's his uh, same stack as last week, but just to get you up to date. And I'm. Double checking that these are all the first (laughs) volumes now, and they are. Uh, We've got, again, Gotham Central, the wonderful police procedural that takes place in Batman's Gotham City, an amazing book uh, from Ed Brubaker and Greg Rooka and Michael Lark. We've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number one, the uh, collection written by Mark Waid, which is just a fun Mm -hmm. series of one-off Marvel team-ups. You've got Batman, the animated series Mad Love and Other Stories, which is the uh, Bruce Tim, Mm -hmm. Paul Dini uh, Mm -hmm. origin of Harley Quinn. You've got The Coffin and... A fun little one-off sci-fi book about a man who wants to who builds a suit that can make him live forever but at what cost? That logo I keep thinking it's the goon <laughs> Yeah, and That is pretty similar to the goon logo uh, And then lastly Ocean, the Warren Ellis uh, sci-fi adventure that would also make a very good movie and it's a one and done about a uh, planet just of made of corpses and a guy on a spaceship and <laughs> Look, it's really good. I can't explain it. I'll, I'll take that one. That ocean, one, really? Ocean, ocean, eh? So yeah. you're into want,
2: malls made out of corpses and planets made out of corpses. Yep. They're all yeah, suspects now. Mind.
4: And wait, and you read Walking Dead, mm-hmm. oh, David. Uh, uh, but I also have I have another uh, community homework from a uh, Chris mm-hmm. Cummins mm-hmm. sent me the first volume of Shutter. So I'm going to be uh, okay. reading
0: that too. S u uh, s h u t t e r. Yep. Okay, I heard good stuff about that. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a, the first volume of that, too. I just haven't read it. But All right, let's get in, then. Speaking of the community, Dave, mm-hmm. uh-huh. let's get into the community replies to last week's question of the week, which was, what are you most looking forward to in 2016? First up was... <sighs> was Boglins and Chum
4: Boglins
0: uh, <laughs> s- <laughs> said uh, alright
4: alright because that, that reminds I mean, get yourself mentioned. ready I mean,
1: for some Boglins and Chum I mean if you flipped a Boglin over Please. you could probably fill it
2: full, all right, full so. of Chum
0: he said I really can't wait for Batman versus Superman but also the rumors that Warner Animation is returning to a Justice League TV show as for print I'm looking forward to I'm really enjoying that- a mega
1: is there the the rumor of that still like someone went to the dc offices and they the one show the one poster they had on the wall of a show that's not currently in production was jla like everything else is happening and has been announced i did
0: see that the vixen animated series mm -hmm. got renewed and that vixen the actress who voices her in the cartoon will be appearing in live action on the on the uh, flash and arrow verse uh hitler me this batman says definitely more warren ellis's james bond series but also i can't freaking wait for the last two collections of Urasawa's monster naoki Urasawa's monster it's been published in the u.s before but all through 2015 they had to reissues of these gorgeous three in one volumes and mm. yeah i've i've been reading Urasawa did naoki Urasawa did 20th century boys one of my favorite books he d- did uh, Pluto, which I'm still going through, and he did Monster, which is Bob Mackey's favorite comic book, I think. Huh.
3: Wow! Bob
0: Mackey! That's right, Bob Mackey, the host of Talking <laughs> Simpsons. Uh, Shirking Off says aside from the MCU stuff and Deadpool I am most excited for Paul Dini's Dark Knight a true Batman story which Mm, is mm. his Vertigo book autobiography about him being violently mugged and and dealing with that through Batman through working on Batman at the time Uh, they also the uh, Shirking It Off is also looking forward to Adventure Brothers season 6 Gene Simmons Toyota says I'm looking forward to seeing how Jason Aaron and R.M. Guerra's The Goddamn develops and I uh, mm-hmm. issue one of the goddamned was very good. I yeah, want I mean to see to more. Check of that out. The Tingler says by far he sees Legends of Tomorrow, a Justice League style team show with a mix of heroes and villains set in the uh, set in the progressively more superb CW Arrowverse. Facing <laughs> off against Vandal Savage, starring Brandon Routh, and it's only starting in two weeks.
2: Man, I was walking home the other day and I saw a giant pile of sand on the sidewalk. <laughs> And all I could think of was, like, hey, Spaniel Savage. Yeah, I should put
0: this guy in a bottle. Or do, or do something, yeah. other than just leave him here on the street. Uh, Kelshaw says, The dream team of Brubaker, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, and Brightweiser, the colorist, returning to criminal for deadly hands of criminal in April. Huh. Ticks all the boxes. Yeah, oh, God. If you Chris, if you read the criminal one that's basically an Archie comic? But no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm
1: very, so very... I, if you have any criminal collections, I would love... Oh, they're they're just being by. reissued now, I think.
0: Yeah, because it was being published by Marvel, and then they got the rights back to do it at Image. But. And then lastly, Thunderbird 2 says, I'm most looking forward to the new Captain Marvel comic by the Agent Carter showrunners, Tara Butters and Michelle Fazekas. Oh, uh I am sad to see Kelly Sue DeConnick leave, but I'm excited to see what these new voices will take Carol Danvers in the Marvel Universe. So those are all the, the last week's question of the week answers. Thanks everybody. Let's get into this week's, which uh, in honor of mine is, mine is, what you're looking mine forward is to. My 2016? Christmas
1: present. Just wanted to thank my girlfriend for getting me Weird Science, the EC collection with foreword by none other than George Lucas, ah. wow. um, who is quoted on the back saying, "They made me feel like I was part of amazing adventures."
0: Aww. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's. In honor of Walking Dead hitting 150, mm. why don't we name what our favorite uh, landmark issues were? Ones that hit 25, 50, 100, or whatever. Ones we recall, but really I mean, enjoyed. I,
1: I, Walking Dead 100 was a weird situation Because I was... Really, really involved in the show, and really, really involved with the marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, I probably told it was a
0: whirlwind Walking Dead weekend for yeah, both of us because
1: I, I read it on the floor of Comic Con, and then immediately had to host a video interview with Robert Kirkman. <laughs> and I think, we, even and though Adler, even right? though we've met before, like I think he thought like, well, this is just going to be a dude who's going to ask me a bunch of stupid questions because it's for a marketing thing, and like, no, I'm actually pretty pissed at you. <laughs> I, I'm actually I'd, like I immediately opened the. Uh, Interview with, like, I cannot believe what you did. It's like, oh, I thought this was a puff piece. Um, yeah, he probably thought, like, oh, I, you're
0: just another attractive, handsome guy from EW to ask. No one
1: about. ever assumes I'm <laughs> that <Metro>, person. Nobody <laughs> ever.
0: Uh, that was a good weekend. I did enjoy that. Uh, boy, I guess for me, Spider Man 400 was quite an event. amazing Spider Man 400. Huh. It was the death of Aunt May. Huh. It was... So, look. It oh. was knee-deep in the Clone Saga. Oh. It led up to bad things, too. But yeah. I felt the farewell to Aunt May was a good one. Which like has been in, negated. It yep. should have... kept It was negated within three years. But they should have kept her dead. then she died point. again. Yeah, she did. <laughs> well, she nearly died. But... uh Oh, also, though, Amazing Spider-Man 700, which was the end yeah. of Dying Wish where uh, Doc Ock finally replaced him. Yeah. That was amazing, was, too. That no was pun cool. intended. It had a million alternate covers that were just a yeah. great excuse for, let's just have a bunch of awesome paintings of, of Spider-Man done. Yeah. So,
1: somebody sent out, the, the, I think, the alternate cover to the Anakin and Obi-Wan comic, mm-hmm. and it's just a Kenner-Anakin-Skywalker That's the cover. It's just a
2: yeah. That's one of the alternate covers for Secret Wars Nine. Is the Secret Wars toy? I, know.
0: I i know our friend cheryl uh she cheryl. she asked cheryl. me she wants those hip-hop variants they did last year oh, that yeah. were just classic hip-hop covers but with, but done in the style of marvel yeah, characters the duck
1: and Rock, rocket raccoon doing she run the wants jewels posters
0: of the, those and i was like i don't think they've done them yet marvel would be fools not to but uh, anyway see so yeah, spider-man actually i'm gonna go with spider-man 700 amazing spider-man 700 that's hmm.
2: fine I feel like we've done this before because I think we may have because I th- I know both yeah. you and I talked about the hologram covers for like the 35th anniversary or whatever yeah, 30th anniversary
0: great. but those weren't uh, a multiple of 100 I guess that's or 25 true.
2: oh for, I think for the 50th Cape Crisis we talked about 50th issues yeah maybe that's, that, maybe right. that's what yeah, I'm thinking idea. of uh, I definitely think of obviously Amazing Spider-Man 300 because of, of Mc, course, McFarlane yeah. and Venom and uh, that cover with the, the 300s The three I love that. It's love so that hokey and cool. And I've then, seen it parodied a million yeah, times now. It's, it's been done, even yeah, it's been parodied a lot. But then just as a change for like Spider-Man, like that's such a. It's like here's an, I mean, it's very 80s. The way comics were going in the 80s, where it's just grim and grittier, and like everything mm. was getting a little nastier. But it was still like here's a villain that doesn't care about. All the he other knows stuff. Nosy Spider Man. Nosy Spider Man. Doesn't you know? Doesn't feel like outing him isn't gonna like do anything with that information other than use it to go after him mm-hmm. personally and not like really sick other people
0: or he doesn't he just care wants about to eat Spider Man's brains.
2: Well, he doesn't. Not even that. that that's he wasn't a, at that point. That's yet. an Eric Larson thing. Like yeah. this is just like here's a big weightlifting guy with an ax to grind who now has your alien suit and is pissed at you mm-hmm. and almost killed himself until he yeah blah 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 venom. But, like, as an anniversary issue for introducing this villain that is, like, he got played out to high hell to the point where, like, we don't even know what to do with him anymore because he's done everything. Mm. But in that issue, he's the most he's the best he's ever been.
0: Also, what I loved about it was that it was very clear, like, turning point because they said, for plot purposes, the black costume is gone forever because Mary yeah. Jane's like, I hate seeing this. Yeah. I never want you to wear it again. And... Up until back back in black, yeah, the, in the mid two thousands, they didn't really ever have him wearing again. Like, the only
2: ever. time I, the only time I know he did was
0: Spider Man fourteen, yeah, and, and I, outside that, of that, that felt like it was just because Todd McFarlane yeah. wanted to draw him in that suit again. Yeah, it, yeah. And so as a fan of the red and blue, I love seeing that issue end with him putting back on the red yeah, and blue costume. That's a cool moment, and also that three hundred one is the same cover yeah. design, but him in red and blue, which honestly feels like a slight time saver for
4: McFarlane, yeah, but. Sure.
0: It was a great moment. I, lo- I love that too.
4: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say the Adventures of Superman 500, which was uh, the when Superman, Superman came in heaven. Yes, so like yeah, but Pa Kent like meets Superman in heaven because he had a heart attack or something. Tells yep. him to come back. Then the issue ends with the four uh, Superman. The reign of the Superman ba- preview. Basically, yes. like, yeah, trailers for each of their storylines. They weren't He's so good. Following
0: but... it in all the other books, but yeah. uh, it
4: was just such a. It was a like it was an event comic, just like the death of Superman. Superman, where oh, like, yeah. it, like this one came in a white uh, like poly bag, yep. had like a lenticular cover. Ooh. I it was, was all...
0: so excited to get that copy. I, yeah. read, I read through it a million times yep. over and over again, and I tried to figure what my favorite super, yeah. new Superman was. Though many... obviously it was Superboy. He was how big. many yeah. houses was...
4: will I buy with how valuable this comic This'll will be? be so it was amazing. Robot Superman for me. Cyborg. Yeah, mm. I didn't know he was going
0: to turn heel. But, uh... Uh, sure, that's true. Eradicator was the worst though. He was the music yeah.
4: crappiest. They, like, jobbed him out halfway through, didn't they? he's the
0: only one who got... Well, he did and didn't die, but yes, he totally... He's the one who got jobbed out to Cyborg when Cyborg destroyed Coast City. But that's a story for Max Landis to explain. Anyway, (laughs) uh, that's our picks. What are your favorite uh, mega-numbered issues uh, that you remember reading? Tell them in the forums at lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. There'll be a link to it also in this week's episode page, which you'll also find on LaserTime time dot com along with so many other wonderful podcasts like
1: uh, later time this week we're talking about fired creators apparently we didn't get to we, we didn't get into comics enough according to comment commenters well uh,
0: I was worried that it would just be the same of like when we did creator feuds or whatever mm-hmm. it was I felt like I talked for a million years about Jack Kirby versus Stan Lee so this yeah. time, I was like I don't want to do this I'm yeah not it, do it, it. someone did it's point
1: out of a bitch in uh, what that uh, Howard the Duck was
0: yeah, Steve like, Gerber was fired. Was Power fired the duck. from and How the Then the he duck. sued them to try to prove he owned it instead of Marvel. Didn't work. Didn't. Uh, and there's then,
1: that in Talking Simpsons. Hooray! Yeah. I love that image of Harry Shearer's Devil. God, that's oh, good. So
0: great. Yeah, it's, a, it's the Cable episode, guys. No, For one So, so you God, decided you, to
1: steal. So cable. you decided hmm. to steal Cable, and just as a as someone obsessed with media, just what Cable looked like in '91, yeah, yeah. like all of it does. None of it sounds impressive, and that's yeah. exactly what it was. <laughs> Atlanta Braves baseball. Yeah. Joe
0: Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the first Troy McClure and it's the first Troy the Pro Bowlers League <laughs> uh, but speaking of new podcasts we've got quite an important one now don't we oh. Brett uh,
2: 302010 is our new pop Woo. culture tabashi that goes week by week uh, 30 years ago 20 years ago 10 years ago so each week we're looking at what happened that week in 1986 1996 and 2006 episodes post uh, every Thursday so uh, check it out on latestimepodcast.com mm-hmm. and I also do VG Empire the video game music podcast we recently did an Completely impenetrable episode about arcade two <laughs> uh, D shoot 'em up called uh, Maho Daisakusen. Mm. Uh, you might know it as Sorcerer Striker or Magic Armageddon, but nonetheless, in- exceptional music. It's just uh, it's uh, kind of a deep dive. But uh,
4: we also recently did our Game of the Year uh, soundtrack of the Year, I should say, uh, Undertale episode very recently as well. Mm. Dave and cheap podcast the pro wrestling podcast there's it's been a surprisingly uh, eventful early January with signings and title changes and all that so uh, give it a listen and talk about it And
0: this. also Vigilant Apocalypse which you and How Chris we were just Sad-
1: like sadly and weirdly if other than bonus time which is exclusive to Patreon uh, donors patreon.com/laser time it's the biggest Bowie celebration we have this week and I'm yeah. glad we have it somewhere and I said it on the show I am entertained to no end. People who only care about games have to listen to Bowie stuff, yeah. <laughs> good.
0: Or they could just stop uh, listening to podcasts. Would but you don't ever do that. you
4: say complain a, about it? I love what, it. Do you have a bow nerf For Bowie, I do. Yes, Bowie nerf. Everybody you know, should. Yeah,
0: he he is the uh, he is beautiful. To yeah. no matter what year we've is. all
4: seen his. Uh, his package. Yeah,
0: on the commentary this week yeah. of Labyrinth. And that's free for everybody. It's free yeah. for everybody if you want it. You can find that on podcastcom as well. And uh, until next time, that's it for uh, Cape Crisis. And then I say Excelsior! Excelsior!